Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. And welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Hope everybody's staying safe in this COVID environment. Now, this week, we're going to look at why you need to focus on assets that are rising in value. Then we'll get into the stock market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and, most importantly, looking at great stocks for you. Now, hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thanks for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time, because this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now, one thing I've learned over almost three decades of trading the stock market is that when individuals invest their hard-earned money, they never expect to lose. Now, whilst on an intellectual level, they know it's actually possible to lose money or they just don't think it will happen to them. Now, this false reality unfortunately means investors tend to make emotional decisions when investing their money, which leads them to make mistakes when managing their portfolio. So when you invest with the mindset of not losing, you expose yourself to higher risks, which in turn results in one of two issues. Now, the first is you achieve poor portfolio returns. And secondly, it increases your stress levels as you watch your stocks fall in price and your portfolio devalue. Indeed, watching your investments fall without taking the necessary action to exit is the difference between a comfortable early retirement and working until pension age or in some cases longer. Now, over the years, I've reviewed many portfolios, and the one thing that remains constant is that the majority of investors are ignorant about the reality of about what investing their hard-earned money really means. A motto that I continually drum into my clients when it comes to profitable investing is, what you do not lose determines how much you make. Whilst this is overly simplistic, once you learn the rules about how to find good investments, and you're able to manage them with the knowledge and confidence of knowing when to exit, your risks and your stress levels will decrease and you will profit more. Now, whilst it's inevitable that some stocks will fall in value after you purchase them, the reality is to achieve better than average returns with your portfolio, you need to concentrate on assets that are rising in value and increasing your wealth and sell assets that are falling away. So, what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, the All Lord News Index continues to promise more than it delivers, 
given that once again some sectors have risen strongly whilst others have fallen heavily. Now the best performing sectors included information technology with a strong rise which was up 3.5%. Financials just finished the week up 0.3% followed by industrials up around 0.29%. The worst performing sectors included utilities and that was down 4.78%. This was followed by energy down 3.42% and healthcare which ended the week down 2.13%. Now let's have a look at the ASX top 100 stocks and the best performers there last week included Reliance Worldwide and that was up 32% after posting a solid report. Although in my opinion the results of the report didn't really justify the rise. Next up was Clean Away Waste Management, that was up 15%, followed by Stockland and Borrell, with both of them up over 7%. Now, the worst performers included Whitehaven Coal, which was down 29%, after announcing a big slump in profits earlier in the week. Ampol was down about 8.8% for the week, followed by APA Group and Horizon Holdings, with both down over 7%. So, what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500. All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer all of your questions and look at stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, once again, we saw the Australian stock market up earlier in the week and trade lower for the week. It just seems like this pattern at the moment where we're seeing new money coming into the market earlier on in the week and then the professionals um, coming in later on in the week and actually selling it all. We might be getting day traders or very short-term traders that are buying early in the week just to sell out towards the end of the week and not hold their positions over the weekend. Whatever it is, it's a pattern that's happening at the moment and our market is going sideways like I keep saying. But let's have a little bit of a look at the chart and we'll show you exactly what's going on. Now, if you read my All Lords report out of our blog that uh, you can subscribe to, you would have known that I was talking about um, how much this market has moved, you know, over whatever time frame it is. Now, if I go and use my little, um, I'll go and use a little tool here and just show you a little bit of information here. You can see how the market moved up here uh, in that early part out of COVID, uh, the, over the COVID meltdown, and it was looking over 21 days um, or three weeks. It rose uh, 26%. Now, if we go over the last few weeks and look at this, over the last few weeks. So there's three weeks there, you can see there. It's only risen 6% in price. Now, looking at these means the market slowed a hell of a lot, but really the most of the rise happened in this first part right through to that 9th of June. And since then, the market has seriously gone nowhere. And if I use my little tool here, you can see here on the, on the 5th of June. So there's your high on the 9th of June. So from the close of that week to the close of last week, if you can see that, it's around about 5% movement in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 weeks. So nearly three months our market's been going sideways. Now these arrows what I drew way back here a couple of months ago and I still haven't changed the angle of them. I haven't changed them and you can see here one of my theories was if this is the high then it should go down and have a low earlier. Um, or it could go up. Now this week here, or last week, we broke high, we went up to 6369, which is higher than the 9th of June at 6314. So it's 50 points higher, or it made 50 points higher. So we've moved up to make a higher high. So now we're in the zone for it to come down into this low, which I'm suggesting will happen sometime this month or into next month. And I'm expecting the fall would probably happen around probably two to six weeks, it'd probably happen. Um, probably more like three to four weeks, it'll start to 
fall away. But so always just be expecting that the market may fall away. Be careful. Don't. I'm not sort of suggesting people take a lot of new positions at the moment, but I'm not suggesting you don't. I mean, it is possible that there will be, there are always stocks going up when the market's going down, and stocks going down when the market's going up. So if you do find something you want to buy and it's a good buy and not a good buy, then I'd suggest you still take it. I'm not suggesting the market's going to crash or anything. I'm not suggesting that you should sell out all of your stocks. I'm suggesting you practice good portfolio management. And if you haven't read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, then you need to go and get your copy because it'll show you how to protect that downside risk. All too often, or most people tell me they can buy, but uh, the majority of them tell me they can't sell or they don't know when the right place is to sell. And that's about protecting that downside risk. And rather than guess, you should know. And right now, um, whilst the market is moving up or the stocks that you own are moving up, stay with that. If it starts to fall away, then you exit. But right now, I think we are very very close to that peak if we have not seen it already last week it is possible the market will move up this week and then fall next week but let's just see what happens because only time will tell but for now just be a little bit more cautious on the buying but let's get into your questions for today now the first question we have today is from the Luca, I can't say the rest of your name mate, so sorry about that, uh, who says, hi Dale, love your channel and insights you share, can you please share your thoughts on Macquarie Group? I got in at $98.50 in the COVID dip and have been holding since, it looks to me like it tried to break the resistance level at around $129 and managed to do it today or Tuesday, last week. Um, I have a stop loss at, uh, one at $121.15, but that is only a 6% stop loss and it's far cry from the good 15%. Um, if we manage to stay over $130, then it looks bullish to me. Otherwise, a bit of consolidation between 120 and 130. What are your thoughts on this stock? Thank you. Really good question there. And uh, you, obviously you got your time right. Macquarie has been one of the better banks over the last decade or more. It got hit badly during the GFC and it was the best bank out of the GFC. So it stands to reason if it got hit uh, getting hit during COVID, it might be the best bank coming out of it being much more, uh, not necessarily normal, a normal retaily bank like your, your Comsex and your, and your NABs and your ANZ and your Westpacs. But let's go and have a look at the chart here. Um, on the chart, you can see, and I'll go to the monthly chart first, you can see here that he did buy down around that 90 odd dollar level, which is there, and it's been rising up one, two, three, four months. The momentum is slowing like the rest of the market, but you can see it's a beautiful trending stock at this point in time. So I do like Macquarie Bank at the moment. Now let's go to the weekly chart and have a really good look at that. And you can see that 130, if it, if it's, look right now, I don't think there's much, there's a lot of sort of toppiness around that sort of 130, 140 odd level in that area. So if I use my little um, cross here, you can see there's a lot of resistance around there, natural support and resistance, but it doesn't mean it's going to stop. More what's going to do, it's tipping over, which suggests it's probably going to be a little bit more down. If we look at the current bars, and this is stuff that I teach in even our beginners course, uh, the trading mentor course, your trading mentor course, which is dirt cheap. Um, and a beginner's course, I teach this sort of stuff. Look at the size of the bars, look where all the opens and closes. It's suggesting that the big end of town or the market doesn't want to push this stock high. So I would suggest there's a bit of indecision in that. And we start seeing, if we start seeing a red bar here and a down move this week, then I would suggest it would go lower. Um, look, I don't have an issue with your stop loss at this time. Generally, if you set stops on the top, um, the 15% is more of an initial stop loss, if that makes sense. So when you buy, you put 15%. That's what I talk about in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money, Your Choice. If you haven't read that, go and buy that as well. 
Um, so it's an initial one when you first buy and the stock falls away, you exit from that. But generally with my stop losses from exits from highs or exits from a profit, profit situation, generally with all my technical exits that I teach our traders, we're getting out somewhere between 5 and 10% off the highs. So you're in that sort of ballpark with a 6%. I don't know how you've set it, whether it's a technical point or whether it's an arbitrary 5 or 6% or whatever you're choosing to set it at this point in time. But do look at that. Um, you can, I do sort of talk about in my book for people that are non-technical in their, in their or non-technical traders, uh, that they could just use 15% from a high price price because you, you're not going to be wrong in doing that if, you, if you're protecting your capital. If a stock falls more than 15% from a high price, you know, and it does find some support. You can always buy back in. Brokerage is very, very cheap, but don't have a problem with your stop loss. Possibly a little bit tight, but I'm still okay with it. But a really, really good question. Thank you very much for putting that one. Uh, the next question we have is from M. Lantry, who asks, thoughts on URW currently down, thinking of dollar cost averaging to lower my average, but to improve results post-COVID. Um, for those of you who've been watching these long enough, you know I'm not a fan of dollar cost averaging. I think it's a way to lose more money rather or not make as much. But let's go and have a look at the stock. So here we go here. So it's Unibail, Redampco, Westfield. Uh, you can see there that it's pretty bearish. So why would you buy any of this stock at the moment? Um, dollar cost averaging implies that you already own some of that and you want to buy more of it. Right now, this stock is falling away. So stay out of it because it could fall faller, fall faller. I'll get my mouth right. It could fall further. Now, right now, if we look at the chart, you can see here, it is at um, $3.34. That's what it closed last week. So to me, looking at this stock, um, there's no reason why you'd want to buy this stock at this point in time. So, because what happens if it goes to $2? You're going to buy more at $2. Are you going to buy more at $1.50 or a dollar, however far it falls? You're better off waiting for it to stop falling and start to rise and buy and then and put your money in then rather than continue to hold it all the way down just so you can dollar cost average. Uh, I'm sorry, right now this stock does look bearish to me. It's been bearish for quite a while. Uh, I'm not suggesting it won't come up eventually, but given it's Westfield um, and obviously retail, there's a lot of lot of issues around retail space, a lot of commercials, um, um, leasing issues all across Australia. So I'm not sure whether this will be um, anytime soon where we'll find some support. But thanks for asking your question. Um, that was my thoughts on that one. But the next question we have is from Liam, who says, publicly subscribed to you. Oh, Grand Fell, you're subscribed to me. Liam, well done. That's very good. Um, he says, hi, Dale and Janine. My name is Liam and I'm from Melbourne, just like you. Well, thanks, matey. I hope you barrack for the cats, but maybe you don't. Um, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on Data3 or DTL? I've not bought the stock yet. However, I have noticed its volume has been increasing over the last week. Very good thinking. Um, and the price has increased significantly. Again, nice thinking as well. Just passing its all-time high today. I really enjoy your show. Thanks. Regards, Liam. Okay, well, Liam, well, let's go and have a look at the stock for you on here. So data three, let me just move over to that. It is moving up quite nicely. Um, let me put some volume onto it so you can see. Volume's been good all the way through here. If you look at volume, it's been quite good all the way through since um, early January, doing very, very nicely. Obviously I had some spikes there with the COVID. Picked up last week here for some reason. And, uh, and let me just go to the daily chart. You can see a spike there on this day in May. 
but nothing too much. I don't see a data spike here in the last few days. It's pretty normal over the last sort of two, three sort of months. Again, this stuff's, this stock is in sky high at this point in time. And so I don't know whether I'd actually be buying it because if you see this move, look how fast it's moving. If I go and use a trend line tool on this and just draw this angle, you can see the angle that it's running on roughly. Now, if I grab it and just move it, you can see the previous bull run, it's running so much faster. It's running so much faster than that run. So right now, this run is is rampant, what they call rampant speculation, and it'll run out of steam too soon. It'll run, well, sorry, it will run out of steam soon because it's rising so fast. When stocks rise really fast, what you'll see is people that saw it two months ago and said, oh, what, I was going to buy it at X dollars, now it's seeing it at XXX. They're going, wow, it's too expensive, I'll wait for it to come down. So eventually, what you'll see uh, is that more money going into it will run out. It becomes way overvalued because of rampant speculation has taken it to being overvalued. The big end of town will stop. They'll start selling into that if they already own it. Um, and then you're going to be stuck with a share you're buying at the top rather than a better spot. So I would think there are better stocks to buy right now. Um, but really, really good question. Now we've got a question from Minimos65 who says, Hey, Dale, would love your thoughts on A2 Milk at the moment post-annual results. So let's go and have a look at A2 Milk right now on the chart. Now let me just bring that up. Um, click on A2 Milk, put my glasses on. Um, it's been down the last few weeks, as you can see there on the right-hand side of the chart. You can see how it's fallen away um, nicely. Big, big red bar last week. This suggests it is quite weak, we're seeing it, but not unexpected. It does it does pull back from time to time, and all as all stocks do, but right now, I'd just be sitting back waiting. If it does break below that low there at 17 to 08, it's probably going to hit towards that 14 to $15 mark, which probably wouldn't surprise me if it did actually do that but it, it is a good longer term play this stock um, if your play is more shorter term then there's no reason to be in it but if I go and use my little trend line tool again okay call it my little trend line tool you can see the momentum of this market here all this stock, sorry, it comes up and around, roughly around that line. This is very loose analysis. This is not necessarily what I would do normally for myself, but you can see around that 14 to $15. If it was to come back to its normal momentum, it would find support in around that area. Again, don't necessarily take that verbatim. Often people will take what I say out of context and they'll go, Dale says this is good, so I'm just buying in. Or Dale says this is bad, so I'm staying out. It's just what I'm seeing on the, the chart at the moment. Or Dale says he thinks it'll go to $15 or $14. $15, so I'll just buy in then. It's about having rules and when as the market moves along my my rules and my thoughts may change on a stock or a market like tomorrow the market may do something or a stock may do something that would cause me to reassess what my opinion was the day before. Next week it may be a bit different again. That's why we have rules around things and we use our analysis methods to determine what we're doing at any moment in time rather than just go oh I think this stock's going to go to $27 so I'm going to hang on until it gets there. I don't do that. I think I might have in my analysis saying it could go to $27, but I'll actually watch it on a weekly basis, sometimes even on a daily basis to determine where it's going and then make a decision based on what I'm seeing. And uh, I may get out at $22 because I think it's going to top out there because of new data or new information and what's going on. But really good questions this week. And, really, and thank you very much for sending in your questions. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for watching till we end of the video. It's really good to see you here. If you 
do have any questions for me and you'd like me to answer them, please just stick them below in that chat um, box. I'm really, really happy to answer all of your questions. So stick your fingers on that keyboard and get typing. Now remember we do these um, videos on the channel. We do them every Monday and every week we do them. So, but also every week we do a live stream every Tuesday night, the Australian Stock Market Show, and that occurs between 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Also, remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the like button. If you do like watching these videos and get some value out of it, hit the like button. We do need you to do that. YouTube love us for doing that, and we do want to get these videos out to more people to help them um, with their understanding of the market. So, But um, but hitting the like button subscribing means you know when we got new videos coming out. But for now, I'll sign off. It's Dale Gillam here. I'm the Chief Analyst at Wealth with goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education for more information on our courses or to listen to more talking wealth podcast head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the talking wealth podcast under the learning center